Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Good Friday morning. It's Andrew Nida, Moise Param. This is December the 16th, and thank you all for uh, being here with us. This is the Asset Management Group's Private Access private-only message and podcast to our clients week after week. Really just uh, bringing you guys some updates. And before we jump in, my man Mo, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, doing great. Uh, last night, uh, we uh, Amber and I went to uh, your Uncle John and Aunt Aaron's. Um, actually, your cousin Lyon graduated from college. So this we went to their house to celebrate his graduation. It was a good time. Absolutely. Uh, great, great people. Uh, we actually ended up at the end of the night stuffing our, like literally putting our face in his graduation cake and taking bites out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for for all those of you that don't know my family personally, that may seem a little odd, but not very normal. But very normal. Very normal <laughs> yeah, great family. And uh, a shout out to Lions Nida out there, my man. Uh, congrats on your graduation. I know it's been a it's been a work and an effort to get there, and you absolutely deserve it, my friend. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a really good week. Last week we were able to uh, serve uh, Amy and I, and the kids were over at um, at Adairsville Elementary School, and uh, you know once again an opportunity to uh, give back, and we did the hope for Christmas, and man, it's uh, you know. It always works out this way when you get the opportunity to to give of your time and give of of whatever uh, that you're sacrificing on your end. You find often that it's it's actually more for you than it is for the person receiving. Yeah, and it's just it's just so uh, it's such a special moment. So we really enjoyed that. I, I know there's many churches across the county here in Bartow County, and I'm sure literally across the state that uh, that participated in hope for christmas and just a, a giving back to those that that are you know less fortunate and that ultimately need some assistance maybe going through some tough times so it was a uh, it was a good uh, and a great turnout great week so actually with all the rain oh my gosh i was super super thankful to see the lord kind of part the skies and give us <laughs> give us a, a good clear day on the one day that we needed it uh, because a lot of the activities are outside but but anyway so oh man we got a week to get to uh, a lot of information this week, listen, we got messages from Powell, the messiness from Sam Bankman. We can't oh leave my, that we one can't out. Leave him out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got all kind of stuff. Maybe we might as well throw in the world of Elon Musk up in this up in this uh, podcast today. So anyway, a crazy week. And and so let's start with the message uh, from the feds. Okay. Um, this is a kind of an interesting statement from uh, Bill Dudley, who is a uh, Fed chairman. He says the Fed has the hammer. And the Fed will win every time! Mm-hmm. Exclamation point. Yeah, I mean it's that typical saying: "Don't um, can't beat the Feds, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think Powell has been very um, adamant about his entire position and where he wants where where he wants to see things go before he starts to slow down um, and start cutting down rates. And really, he wants to see wages, the labor market at a certain level. He wants to see consistency before he pulls back. He said at the last meeting, um, you know, basically saying, stop asking me. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to overshoot and and deal with overcorrecting later. But until he sees some consistency, you know, the, the idea of rates being um, uh, the increase is stopping or decreasing is not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the message uh, 100% has been, 
has been clear and you're starting to get, you're starting to get a lot of these headlines and I'm sure you guys are possibly seeing them if you're staying in tune with some of the financial news out there, but statements such as you can forget about a soft landing in 2023, uh, hashtag recession 2023. Um, and I think, I think to your point, you know, Powell once again hammered home the the strong job market, and and he didn't you know mix up any words when he said you know there's an imbalance in the labor market between supply and demand, and and he said listen it's going to take a in quotation a substantial period to get the labor market back in equilibrium, okay, and and I think once again he, it, the message is pretty consistent. Uh, Pretty, pretty on spot for what we expected here, an increase of what, uh, 50 basis points um, yeah, this, basis yeah, this, this past week. So, so anyway, it's, uh, I think we're on, the, we're on the same path of, of what, at least from our perception, Asset Management Group has, has thought we were headed. Uh, but, you know, there's a, there, there was one article that I was reading this past week that I thought, man, this is, this is pretty interesting and not, not a, by no means a, a way of creating fear, but but by all means, our responsibility is to be mindful of how we're investing your money, how we have it managed, in in relation to your risk tolerance, as well as uh, where the markets are and where the markets are headed. And um, of course, it's it's hard, right? Because so many things are unpredictable. You know, I wish, guys, listen. I wish we knew. I wish we knew exactly the direction we were headed. Make make everything so much easier. But. Um, but there is a lot of supporting information, and this is just one of them. I wanted to read this to you guys. Um, since 1960, every recession except the pandemic-induced downturn of 2020 kicked off with inflation running hotter than 3.7%. Okay, And only in 1974 did the recession end with inflation higher than 27 And the, the point that, that is being made here is that when when inflation is hot and the feds go to work by increasing interest rates historically historically um you know it it we we typically end up in a recession mm-hmm. and that and that's what that's what happens and and I think you know with with some of the statements that have been said and and some of the perceptions of some of the you know the greatest economic minds in our, in our world today I think that's what a lot of people are thinking right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's some officials who don't see core inflation coming back down to its target until 2024, uh, with inflation rounding, you know, down to about 4.8 to, you know, 3.5 to next year and 2.4, 2.5 in 2024. So, you know, the idea of, you know, we're just, you know, it's it's going to be a bumpy road for just a few months. You know, that's you know. You know, with everything you just said right now, it's it's really just an idea of how do we best position our your assets? How do we best position, you know, the, the way we're managing your money so that we know that when these climates and these situations and and the time frame happens, that we're we're best suited for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I wish uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with with uh, Powell's statement here, one thing that I, I can find that I can agree with is that th- the decisions that they're making, unfortunately, they can be painful. Yeah. You know, and and I mean, even he said up there this week that, um, you know, I wish there was a, a com- completely painless way to restore price stability. Uh, but he said there's not. And and this whole goal of regaining price stability, um, number one, if they don't, it doesn't work for anyone. And so it, their focus is to regain price stability. And as a result, unemployment um, is going to climb. And, and 
and that that affects real people. It affects potentially some of our clients, some of you guys. Um, it affects uh, businesses and business operations. Uh, it affects everybody yeah. really in so many different ways, and, and families, and and so you know. Um, if if this is the way the, the direction we're headed, obviously we want to give you some insight as to as to what we're thinking and as we approach the end of this year in, in preparation for uh, 2023. So I think it's a good point, really, to to take a break from the news for a second and let's talk about some of the decisions we made recently, Mo, uh, with the raising of cash, where we sit currently uh, with the S and P, the Dow, the Nasdaq, and kind of our thought process. Uh, on how to re-implement some of these monies back into the market and, and the reasons why we raised cash to begin with. Yeah, you know, we, when we made the decision in September to raise to raise about 15% cash in some of um, some of your portfolios, the idea behind it was obviously there was a lot of volatility to, to start the year. And in and, and September, there was a, the S&P fell below its 200-day moving average. Now, historically, when that happens, there is a, a good season of volatility at the following right after. And actually this past week, the S&P fell below its 200 moving day average again. And we're seeing the last two days, a lot of sell-off in the market. So when we made that decision in September, it wasn't as if we had a crystal ball. There are some data points that we, we keep our eye on. And that 200 moving day average is one of those, not just us, but a lot of economists and, and, and uh, money managers keep the eye on, on that, that chart as well. So when we made that decision to raise 15% cash. It was to, again, do, look, at, look where, we can, where, where we can go to reduce volatility. And normally, bonds have been one of the places where investors and money managers go to. But you know, this year, bonds haven't really done that part of, of the job. So we just looked at cash as being the only asset class to help reduce the volatility. And you know, we thought about it. You know, we thought about it a lot, whether it was the right decision to make and, you know, you look at October, October was a great month in the market. And November, beginning of November, November another kind of solid month uh, in the market. But now we're seeing, right? We're seeing the volatility and the fact that we have that cash position was very helpful because here we are, you know, two months later, three months, two and a half months later, here we are with more sell-off in the market and hitting the, the below the 200 moving day average again. So, the idea now is when do we start to deploy some of those dollars back into the market? Yeah. Whether it's a percentage or let's go ahead and put the entire 15% of cash back into the market. And I think we're, we're, we're really wrestling with the idea of it may be time for us to maybe start deploying a little bit of that cash back into the market, infusing um, some of the cash and really set the foundation for 2023 for some of your, for some of your uh, stock positions. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, the message would be to all you guys, first off, 15% is not, is not a representation of all the money that we manage for each of you. Right. Okay. If you look in your account, now, we do we do a lot of different uh, strategies, and so if you look up at your account, you're probably going to see maybe more of like an eight to twelve on average for each client. And because uh, we only raised cash in some of our models that we think were more appropriate for a cash position, and and to your point, um, you know, our goal here is you know not to create a guessing game. We're not going to throw all of it back to work immediately. Day you know day one at one at one point in time, thinking that it's the best time to to apply the cash or, or input inject the cash into the market. Um, but, it, but some type of sequence, you yeah. know, some type of, uh, you know, dollar cost average, just the old school rule of, of getting this money back to work. And, you know, once again, I'll, I'll remind all of you guys with, with, with transparency, uh, raising cash is not a very normal thing here at asset management group. It's not, um, it's nothing that we, we were honestly super, uh, 
comfortable with just because it's not a normal way of money management here at our firm. Um, and, and with many of our um, uh, management firms that we contractually work with day in and day out, some of the biggest firms really um, in, in the country. And but but to your point, Mo, when when nothing else will serve as the hedge or the protection that historically has, we got to make another decision. And and so uh, hindsight, very confident in the decision we made. Feel like we're in a, a great position. Um, matter of fact, if if you guys, you know, once again, if you look at your accounts, our message has been: let's focus on you know high quality core and value based positions. You're probably going to see an over allocation to core and value, yep. uh, and then you're going to see the cash position ready to to um, execute and and take advantage of continued volatility, which is clearly the direction that we think we're headed. So uh, remember, it's it, our outlook is not really focused on day to day or week to week. Okay. Uh, in, in a market like this, uh, we're not trying to, we're not trying to trade on, on volatility from one week to the next. We're trying to make the wisest decision on potentially a three, six and 12 month outlook. Yeah. Um, and, and of course all that has to work with inside your overall plan, which is, um, which is definitely kind of our focus here. So, um, which, is, which is why some of the data or not data, some of the news reports or the, the, um, the articles you read, you really have to think about it. You know, how does that impact you personally? Mm-hmm. And the decision that you made to hire us is, is, is just exactly that. We know your stories. We sat down with you. Um, we've spoken via Zoom, face-to-face, over the phone, you know, throughout the years. And we know your story. We know what you're trying to accomplish, whether you're, you know, at the retirement red zone, whether you're just starting out, whether you're, you know, two, three, four, five, six years into retirement. We know what your story is. And we make these decisions reflecting back to your plan. You know, we've always said, you know, the risk is there's two th- there's two types of risk. There's personal risk, the risk that you're willing to take on a personal level, and then there's the risk that your plan can't take. And we always look and default back to the plan. Are, are the decisions that we're making best suited for you yeah. and for the success of your plan? Absolutely. And, you know, throw a quick reminder out there before we move on from from this topic. Um, you know, I had a gentleman call me a client of mine, younger guy, um, him and his wife, great, great couple, got a lot of great things going for him. And and he sent uh, an email on, I believe it was like last Wednesday or last Thursday and said, hey, you know, been a while since we talked, wondering if we can get together. And, uh, and we uh, you know, immediately got him on the calendar. I met with him yesterday. And so I say that to say to all of you, um, remember our goal here at asset management group is to be here when you need us. Um, Mo said it well, we, we know what your plan looks like. We've done the legwork. We've built the foundation of your plan, uh, but your plan can change on both sides, your side and ours. Right. Now we're handling our responsibilities. The market changes. We're doing what's necessary as tax rates change. We're doing what's necessary on our end to support what we know to be true about your story and your life. But if your story in life changes, you got to bring that information. <laughs> you have to let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so remember, we're not a firm that's going to um, oversell the ongoing quarterly meetings and all that stuff. We really believe it's unnecessary. I would rather not over promise, uh, you know, and inundate a calendar and fill it up so that we can't be there when you need us. I would rather free it up and say, hey, listen. We're here. We're ready. We're always working for you guys. And just always keep that in the back of your mind. When you need us, pick up the phone and call. Uh, otherwise, make sure you pay attention to the podcast. Make sure you pay attention to some of the emails and the videos that we send out. And, uh, and of course, we're always here. That's you right. Know, reach out if you need us. So um, now, 
let's 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 move on to uh, probably more important topics than than the uh, feds and economics. Let's talk about FTX and Sam Bankman. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Roll up my sleeves right now. <laughs> oh man, listen, the guy had a twenty six billion dollar estimated net worth in October, wow. and he's sitting in jail. Nah, yeah, come on, Mo. <laughs> I ain't buying it. I'm not buying it. Uh, listen, this is, uh, this is the non-compliance section of the podcast. Okay. So I'm thinking conspiracy here. Come on, man. Yeah. Are you, is, is this guy 20, what, where's he at? In the Bahamas? Bahamas. Man, in the Bahamas. you were 26 billion. You really sit in prison in the Bahamas. <laughs> this guy has a, built this prison. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. He may have like, uh, iron, uh, gates on his windows, but he can press a button and things just slide out of the way. He walks out out feet, feet in the water. I want to see water. if he gets a tan. If he gets a tan on his way back to the U.S., then it's a, it's a conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It, odd timing, really. Yeah, it was the day before he was set to testify uh, um, and at the hearing. No. So the day before he gets arrested. Hey man, you want to you want to spend a week at the beach? <laughs> you got to do what it takes. Might have cost him a hundred million, but when you were twenty six, uh, we say it lightly. Uh, but but in all honesty, you'd be clear here. Um, you know this whole thing with FTX is a is a new. Uh, I don't know really how to put it. It's a you know kind of a, a reality check possibly to yeah. the whole crypto world. Um, meaning that, you know, I would tell you guys, Mo and I both participate in, in, in investing in cryptocurrency. Okay. Um, is it, is it, uh, you can't look at crypto like you do the markets. That's silly. You can't, it's, it's a different asset class. It's unregulated. Um, but it, it but, but it creates returns, it, but it creates, it creates returns. It, it creates returns, but if you're right, you can't and risk and a lot of risk, but you know, it, the, the way I look at it is, you know, when I, when I, look at a stock to invest in there's certain metrics there's certain things i can look at right i can look at price to earnings ratio i can look at just the um the revenue of the earnings of the company i can look at you know the products do they make products do i do i anticipate xyz can i see a merger can i see acquisition can i you know there's a lot of things you can look at just to see whether this is a good position in history yeah. at the end of the day i can look back historically and say how is this stock um, performed over different seasons of the market cycle. But with crypto, you know, it's a very um, new asset class. Kind of, kind of. Relatively new. I mean, compared to... Well, compared to 120 yeah. years. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's relatively uh, new. I get it. So, so you, 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 I lost my point there. Yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, so it's a relatively new asset class, and, but you can't look at it all, all, all in the same, right? I would say just like anyone else, if you're if, investing in, in anything... You want to you want to stay away from the fads, you know. You want to do your research, um, you know. I, I I think cryptocurrency has this has a has a place. Digital currency has a place, right? In 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 where I think the future of of uh, economic exchange is is going. But when I see all these different this is coins, perception by the way. When I see different <laughs> coins, when I see different coins, you know, being released every every hour, right? And the pump and dumps, you know, it, it, it really makes me you know, take a step back and say, where were the regulators? Where were, you know, that's the, the whole C point, the though. CNBCs when they were claiming he was the new JP Morgan, you know, where they're doing their fact checking, where they're going to his balance right. sheets and, and doing their research to really see, you know, who, who he was, what his companies were doing, how they were making money, you know, and, you know, for FTX to, to, to be where they are right now, I think it was a, an oversight for a lot of those who just wanted to ride the wave and, and accept and receive money from him. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they're calling this now what the largest, possibly the largest uh, economic what fraud or yeah. event in in history? You know, I mean, celebrities are starting to step back from. Yeah, you know, so Shaq the other day saying that he he had nothing to do with it. You know, he was just a spokesman again, just taking money, and just <laughs> and just you know being a sounding voice for. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, uh, I ain't got a clue what's going on. <laughs> what is happening here? No, it's uh, listen. Here's the deal. When I look at when I look at any type of alternative investment, such as cryptocurrency, forex trading. Um, you know, there's a lot of out there, even, you know, um, oh shoot, I just lost the, the next thing I was about to say, but, um, you know, even any type of high risk investing, a lot of these things you're trading, you're, you're basically, it's a momentum trade, All right? you know, and when I look at cryptocurrency, it's not, you're not, you're not really doing it on a whole lot of fundamentals. Okay. And the people that do talk fundamentals, you can't understand what the heck they're talking about. Cause they, <laughs> I don't even know half the words that they're even referencing. So, so I, I, I would say that my approach has always been, you know, it's a trade on momentum and volume. And so if you have the ability to, to do that, you know, you want to keep that in the back of your mind. Don't, you know, be cautious of, of trying to believe that there's a lot of whole, you know, a lot of foundation and fundamental elements to, to the way that you would typically trade in the stock market or something like that. You know, yeah. you look at a balance sheet and earnings and stuff like that. You just don't get that. I don't feel, uh, from, uh, investing in crypto. So anyway, our buddy is, uh, we'll see how all that story ends up, but it's pretty messy. So yeah, I think he's, I think he's set to stay in jail till February, I believe. Yeah. I heard that in February. Yeah, man. Uh, where's this, where's his girlfriend at? (laughs) (laughs) They don't even know. Oh, uh, what what is it? Caroline? Um, I don't know. I don't know. She's gone. (laughs) She's somewhere. She's somewhere. What about our boy, Elon Musk? Oh yeah. The world of Elon Musk. Oh man. That's all I can say. (sighs) Oh man. Yeah. He went from the richest man in the world to second. I don't know. Maybe he invested in, uh, in our buddy at FTX. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah. He's having a he's having one heck of a two months, and and Tesla stock is having a bad bad year. But really, ever since he took over Twitter, I think it's down like thirty percent from the time he took over. Yeah, Twitter. year to date, it's down almost sixty. Yeah, sixty percent. And he keeps selling off, you know, millions of millions of his own shares of Tesla, which you know doesn't what's, help. You know what's funny? I, real quick, side note. Uh, I had a lady who reached out to us. We, we were endorsed by uh, uh, Dave Ramsey for years and, and worked with his program there. And uh, uh, a lady reached out and she was a younger lady. Um, but, you know, Tesla, if you worked for a Tesla dealer, man, there was some pretty significant uh, – packages being offered to employees and and they would get these stock options of course with the rise of tesla man these people were literally you know millionaires i mean maybe some of you guys obviously you've some of our clients rode the you know rode the wave of of tesla um you know in the message it's it's a hard message to swallow but the message during that time was listen you know you're, you're obviously exposed to to corporate and management risk corporate risk okay outside of traditional market risk um, meaning that that you, you're exposed to the Elon Musk yeah. and his personal and business choices, and, and you bear the weight of that being being overly uh, allocated to one company. and And I hope this this lady she didn't become a client, but I do hope she uh, she made some decisions because she was a twenty like twenty six, twenty seven years old, sitting like one and a half million of of Tesla um, stock options and, and, and individual stock shares. So, yeah, crazy 
crazy position to be in. And, and of course she, she didn't want to, you know, as many people do, don't get too greedy out there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you got to know, uh, when to fold them too, as they say. Right. Yeah. Uh, my old country slang is, uh, raise a pig, slaughter a hog, you know? <laughs> anyway so uh yeah so business here, here's the deal what is business management risk i think elon musk is a great story of that right tesla when you look at tesla i mean i would ask you mo and i think i know your answer because you're a tesla fan when, when you think of the business in the industry of electric cars yeah uh automobiles transportation w- what's the company you think leading that that sector and that industry well, Tesla is. Yeah, Tesla. Uh, Tesla is. You know, they're they're leading the EV space, in my opinion. You know, if you look at, you know, I would say Ford and General Motors and Tesla are probably the three leading uh, manufacturers in the EV space. And with you know the with California saying that I forget what year it is, but basically they're almost mandating you to be to drive electric uh, with the new infrastructure and inflation. Re- Reduction Act that came out. There was part of the bill that came out that that's that's built for uh, building new charging stations throughout the country. So there is this push, this 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 global climate push to go electric, and so uh, so Tesla has had a a a, a foothold on that space for a while now. Um, but when you start looking at, I would say the the valuation that Tesla had in the past compared to. You know, the, the amount of cars they're producing and manufacturing compared to like the amount of cars that Ford produces, Ford, you know, blows it out the water as far as just like cars in general. But for Tesla to have a higher valuation than Ford, mm-hmm. you start to say, well, where's the disconnect there? And, and that's where it is, right? There was, I think, a, an over disconnect, maybe a overpricing, an overpricing, a almost like a Steve Jobs effect, right? Yeah. You know, Steve Jobs, you know, uh, you know, rest his soul. But was the face of Apple for a while. And with, with whatever Steve did, you kind of just ran with it because mm-hmm. the innovation of the iPads, the MacBooks, and everything that Apple that Apple has done. And I think there was a little bit of that with, with Elon of look at the ride that Tesla had, SpaceX, uh, you know, becoming one of the world's richest men. You just kind of believe in him. Yeah. 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 And I think and I think you still, I mean, you, you know, he, a lot of people would say he's kind of off his rocker right now. I mean, this is this is the world of uh, mega wealth yeah. and politics, you know. And and when you get co- connected with the two, and and I think Elon, you know, it probably got to a point where he said, you know what, I've got the wealth, I've got the businesses, I've got the teams that are needed to to continue to innovate and create. Um, but maybe he felt, you know, needed to scratch the itch of. Uh, you know, doing something different, you know, something more impactful to, to, to our society from a culture standpoint and, you know, um, a social standpoint. And I think that possibly was his mission, but you know, that's a, that's a whole different world for him. Mm-hmm. You know, what is, what is Twitter and how does that even relate to his, you know, to his past? It doesn't, it's a, it's a, a totally a redirection of his focus. And, and I think that happens, you know, at times you look at, you know, some of the other, you know, mega wealth individuals uh, and, and business developers in, in history, oftentimes they, you know, I mean, the recent one, they become presidents, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that, that, that's what happens. And so I, I do think, you know, from my perspective, when I look at Tesla, I still think they're obviously they, they have leadership that's extremely innovative They're They, they have infrastructure that, that from a, um, from the EV space, 
not many other, you know, GM doesn't have it, Ford doesn't have it in regards to the infrastructure all across the country of allowing people to continue to to use these vehicles in a way that, you know, almost like you, you go fuel up at the pump, right? right? Tesla owns that space right now. And so, so I, I feel like they, they're still leaders, leader, you know, look at, if you look at Ford and GM and Tesla, uh, all these sectors are down, look at CarMax, they're all down, they're all down. 35 to 40%. So the excess of an additional, you know, 15 to 20% is just Elon being Elon. Right. Yeah. That's what I would say. So. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything else, right? If you, if you bought, if you buy stock, you, you think about it, uh, the direction it's going to, where you feel the direction is going to go. And, you know, if you, if you still have Tesla now, it's, it's more of a position of, well, where do you see it going maybe five years from now? Yeah, exactly. And that's the fundamental side that we, yeah. we were talking about that you really can't get with the crypto world. So kind of a different conversation on, on today's podcast, but, but I think the key takeaway for you guys, as we wrap the show up this week is um, obviously we we're absolutely in tune and connected to, to where we are in the markets and where we are in the economy. And, you know, does this week shock us? Absolutely not. I think if you listen just even to the last three or four weeks of, of our message to you guys in the podcast, if you haven't, you need to go back. You're going to see that our message has been pretty darn consistent and, and the narrative has been the same. And what we're seeing is, is supporting that narrative. So I, I don't, um, I think uh, we find 23, the start of 23, right where we ended 22. And, and the message continues and, and we'll continue to do what's necessary. The biggest, the biggest item is our intent uh, of getting this cash put back to work. And, and I think, you know, we're patient. We're not, we're not in a super big rush, but, but I think it's sooner than later as we begin to, to re-implement some of this money and begin to take advantage of the volatility that we thought and, and, and we're pretty confident in knowing that eventually would come to pass. So uh, we're seeing those moments now. Um, with that said, it is uh, Friday the 16th, two weeks, one week, one week away from Christmas. Is that right? Uh, nine days. Oh, my goodness. Nine days away. I hope Amy ain't listening to this. I got to get, <laughs> get shopping for my wife. I'm just playing. Hey, for all you men out there, quick uh, advice. Yes. If you have not bought your wife a Christmas present. Buy two. Buy two now because what are you doing, man? Get your, get your head right. Let's get to work. Get the Christmas done behind you. Be ready. Yeah. Don't be scrambling. Don't be scrambling. Black Friday's behind you. Yeah. Like three all, weeks ago. All women know the difference between the flowers you you purchased or ordered two weeks ago versus the one you got at Publix the day before. Oh, they everybody know. Trust me. Yeah, man. I'm you speaking get, from experience. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> She's my sister. I hear it all the time. Anyway, listen, have a fantastic weekend. Have a great week ahead. We got, uh, listen, we will be here next week uh, on Christmas. Well, not Christmas Eve. It'll be uh, the, 23rd. The, the Eve of Eve. The Eve of Eve. The Eve of Christmas Eve. And uh, for anybody local in the Cartersville, Cobb County uh, area, our church is putting on a great uh, thing. I believe we, we have services on the 23rd and 24th. the 24th. That's Cross Point City Church. It's like a musical thing. Um, let me tell you something. If it, it, it was absolutely incredible last year. Incredible. Um, so so uh, if you don't have a place to go and you want to get out and, and, and enjoy uh, the festivities and the event and stuff like that, uh, get in touch with me personally if you'd like, and I would love to have you guys come. So anyway, have a, uh, have a great week. And if you guys need anything, as always, Asset Management Group and our team works for you. We are here. Just reach out and give us a shout. Take care. 
Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Perrin provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.